Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535. And Nirvana with Baxi Nagel and Rock 102. So, uh, a mix of sun and clouds. It's not going to rain like it had yesterday. I don't know what the hell happened with that. High of 79 today. Tonight, some clouds, low of 54. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy and 82. Doesn't sound like a bad night for Free Music Friday at uh, the MGM Plaza with Trailer Trash. Pat Kelly will be down there tomorrow. Anyway, uh, so this is all that. But uh, today, the keyword to cash is going to be read after 8 o'clock. Your chance of winning $1,000 could happen today. If you're paying attention, and then write down the keyword on rock102.com. So between that and all the other things we're going to get to today, it's 536 at Rock 102. Rock 102 wants to know. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551. And Boston with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 79. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 81. It's 57 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well for the pump and into the house. Somehow you... Still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Uh, let's see. Let's start off with Kevin Spacey. Has a pretty rosy outlook on the future. Quote, I know that there are people right now who are ready to hire me the moment I am cleared of these charges in London. Okay. Well, at least he's optimistic that... Somebody still wants him in a movie. They probably do. Well, uh, you know, maybe, but he hasn't been cleared yet. No, he hasn't been cleared yet, but at least uh, somebody is promising him, hey, uh, listen, you get off all these sex charges, we'll put you in a feature role next week. Who's offering him that? Harvey Weinstein? Yeah, probably. From his jail cell. (laughs) Uh, they say the Lord works in mysterious ways, but turning Charlie Sheen's daughter into a sex worker is about as unmysterious as a man's comeuppance can get. In a new TikTok, Sammy Sheen affirms that she is indeed a sex worker, but only because she makes a living off of OnlyFans. She says, quote, I'm not a porn star and I don't meet up with people. I don't film myself having sex. I don't do that. She doesn't judge anyone who does, but she's just not comfortable with it. And she's not stopping anytime soon. She says, I absolutely love my job. There's absolutely nothing anyone could say to me to make me want to think differently at the moment. Well, I'm going to need to know what she's doing exactly. I think she's just showing off her, like, bikini shots and all that stuff. There is so much money to be made in this OnlyFans thing. It's not... Everybody thinks it's this pornographic sex thing, but it's but not. That only represents a Sm- 97% yeah. portion of what OnlyFans is all about. Yeah, that only represents most of what they have on there. I mean, I could see myself making a few bucks doing like uh, some old man peekaboo shots, or uh, some foot fetish uh, shots. Oh, yeah, where do you where do you see my feet? That'll that that's hot. Oh, post bunion. Mm, yeah, right. Yeah, oh, you that's bet. Hot. Lip sync battle kind of fizzled out a few years ago, but there's one thing that's going to last forever: is Tom Holland's incredible appearance back in 2017. He started off with Singing in the Rain, then quickly transitioned to a very sexy performance of Rihanna's Umbrella in drag. It's not surprising that uh, despite everything else Tom has done, particularly all that Spider-Man jazz, this is the thing he's most remembered for. That's got to disturb you a little bit, didn't it? Yeah. He says, for all the movies that I'm incredibly proud of, of, the lip sync battle is the one I get the most compliments for. 
rather than be known for his talent, he's being known to mock talent. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, by the way, uh, Tom didn't set out to make any kind of statement. He says, quote, I didn't realize what I was doing was so forward thinking. I was just like, yeah, what F, uh, F it. I'll just put on some fishnets and dance in the rain. That'll be fun. And he adds, quote, I've grown up in the most non-toxic masculine environment possible. <laughs> oh, good for him. Yeah, I'd yeah. almost rather do the OnlyFans thing. Yeah, you can probably make a lot more money with that. Despite what Pete Davidson said, Colin Jost was stone-cold sober when they uh, bought that ferry. And he says, quote, we're excited to prove the non-believers wrong. You're going to be begging to get on this ferry in two years. Apparently, they bought a ferry. I didn't know you could buy a ferry. I always said like uh, like a Port Authority thing. They were uh, they bought the Staten Island Ferry. Hmm. They're going to call it the Ferry Money Tour. What did that run them? Uh, I don't know how much that was. I didn't see the price tag on that. Well, if you want to run a ferry service, maybe you and I should buy like a pontoon and drop it right there in the river. Oh, the the Bondi's Island Pooh pontoon. Yes, we could do that. That way, we could do. Look at like tours of like uh, sewage being discharged into the river. Yeah, on a pontoon. That would actually not be a bad idea, and everybody gets a Snickers bar, right? <laughs> Didn't you say that the tour of Bondi's Island they give you candy bars at they, the end? They used to, yeah. Or they used to. Was it their own brand that somebody made up? I believe so, but yeah. wasn't a bad piece of chocolate. Demi Lovato is identifying herself with she/her pronouns again, in addition to they/them. She got tired of having to educate people and explain why she was using not the non-binary pronouns. It does get kind of confusing. I would imagine that it has to be kind of cumbersome if you always have to correct somebody about how you identify. Well, she says, it was absolutely exhausting, but for that very reason, I know it's important to continue spreading the word. I face this every day. For example, in public toilets, having to access the women's bathroom. Even though I don't completely identify with it or it happens uh, when filling out forms such as government documents, you only have two options, male and female, and I feel like none of that makes sense to me. Well, they just want to know who you are. Yeah, and I get that. But she, she, um, it'd be like if you're... Uh, Let's just say that you went by the name Andrea. Yeah. And everyone called you Andrea. Yeah. At some point, wouldn't you get just tired of correcting somebody and saying, no, it's not Andrea, it's Andrea? Because I think most people who have dealt with that their entire life yeah. just let it happen sometimes. I think that's what she's doing here. I mean, the snobby ones will tell you, no, it's Andrea. Yeah, I know. But it's like, you get indignant after yeah. a while. It's like, I don't want to be correcting everybody. Um... I would correct people. Okay, Stevan. Well, you gotta, you gotta just, you, you gotta pick out. You have to, you have to have a gripe, and you have to stick with it. So if people are gonna mess up your name, you gotta correct them the entire time. No, it's Steve Bax. Whatever you say, Stevan. Uh, what the? What's the farthest you've ever gone to see a concert? Ah, uh, boy. Uh, I'd say two hours. Two hours? Yeah, two hours away. Uh, 15% of fans have traveled 500 miles or more to catch a, catch a show. That's long, a lot more than two would hours. Would you drive 500 miles? It depends on who it was. And I the, would drive pro- 500 more. I was going to say the Proclaimers. Yeah, would you drive 500 miles for the Proclaimers? Only for the pro- Proclaimers. But uh, Slayer is the top metal band that people go see from 153 miles away. 
Okay. Pink Floyd, obviously top rock band. Sure. The Weeknd for pop. And uh, Ray Shrummond for, for rap. I don't yeah, no, I'm, not, I'm not going 500 miles for any of that. You never heard that before? No. Oh. And uh, Kim uh, Kardashian was crying over recent insults to, made by her sister about her. Really? Yeah. She must have something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I was this mushy was when Ray J ate the Mooshu Sloppy Toppy in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for thirty nine ninety five. I like my Toppy Sloppy. Kaylin? I never got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I went and gave her the old number one, the hymenator. <laughs> right down the middle into the shag catcher's mitt, if you know what I'm saying. What are you trying to say? No, no, no. What I'm trying. That's when uh, she had the uh, the love bean. Uh... Oh wait a minute. She look. I'm sorry. It's when it looked like a Telly Savalas. <laughs> What's a Telly Savalas? Uh, What's a Telly Savalas? That's when uh, the hydrated love bean looks like a bald head breaching from a swimming pool of Greek yogurt. Now <laughs> say, what are you trying to? Say? What are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is, after I arrived, she looked like she. Caught a court of Chobani pitched by Nolan Ryan. <laughs> oh, he brings the heat. Oh, yeah, he, he, does. Really he brings does. the heat, doesn't he? By the way, this was a listener submitted uh, oh, really? uh, portion. So if you feel like you could uh, <laughs> you could top that, you can go ahead and email Steve at rock102.com. And that's your Hollywood trash at rock102. Oh, yeah. We know you're busier than ever before. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your grilling headquarters, Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As many of you know, the New England Patriots have been busy this week preparing to woo our Arizona Cardinals wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins into signing a free agent contract. For the last week or so, there's been a lot of yip-yap about the possibilities of the Patriots landing Hopkins which would be seen as a gigantic upgrade for the Patriots' offense. Oh, sure, he's been fined on six different occasions for things like unsportsmanlike conduct, uniform violations, and then there was that time he was suspended for six games last year for testing positive for a performance-enhancing substance. But, of course, that was all just a big misunderstanding. Either way, the Patriots want DeAndre Hopkins, and they want him badly. And according to reports, Hopkins is believed to have arrived in Foxborough yesterday and will spend the remainder of the day in Gillette Stadium today as well. Now, I don't know any specific information about the itinerary the Patriots have put together for this guy. All I know is that there are many who believe that the only way the Patriots become a playoff team again in that division is to sign DeAndre Hopkins. My question is, what do you do to convince that guy that Foxborough is the place to be? Well, Ruby Tuesdays opens up at 11 o'clock. Hard to pass up a Patriots free agent offer over those delicious ribeye quesadillas they're now serving. I might also suggest lunch at the Olive Garden or the nearby Cracker Barrel. You know, they do serve breakfast all day. Plus, you can lose yourself by just walking around that gift shop for a few hours. Listen, I don't know if the Patriots have what it takes these days to attract a high-priced, high-big giant talent like DeAndre Hopkins. But there's enough slop houses, plazas, and car dealership up and down Route 1 to keep a man busy for days. In both directions. Show the man the many joys and wonders of what Foxborough has to offer, and it'd be nearly impossible for Hopkins to walk away without a lifetime of boundless memories. Who could pass up on that sort of thing? I couldn't. For goodness sakes, there's a red robin within walking distance of the stadium, and a five guys left less than a half mile away. It's like Foxborough was a young man's dream come true. 
I just hope that DeAndre Hopkins can feel that sort of excitement because Foxborough might just be the very best place in the entire world. But hey, enough of my yapping. Sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. Two Weber grills on sale at Rockies. The Weber Genesis for $8.99 and the Weber Spirit for $5.69. With either Weber, you get free propane, assembly, and delivery. All the grills, all the grilling gear, free fuel, assembly, and delivery. Your grilling destination is at Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 612 and Cheap Trick with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 79. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 81. It's 57 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, the keyword to cash coming up, up after uh, 8 o'clock. And at some point this morning, we're going to talk about 13 million gallons of raw sewage being dumped in the river again. Oh, wonderful. Man, those triathletes really missed a good time. You sure what, it wasn't what? the triathletes who left the mess behind? No, it was Are because you? of yesterday's rain. But uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think while they were swimming, they left 13 million well, gallons of it. You think about it. You're in a four-hour race. At some point, you might have to. You know. Uh, well, I know at my age is. I mean, there's no question. I'm going to have to. Uh, you know, take matters into my own hands. I just don't think 13 million gallons of of that stuff is something you want to swim in. No, or catch fishing. I'm saying in a four-hour race, you don't think you'd have to go. I know I'd have to go. Yeah, yeah, but that's maybe it's them. <laughs> maybe they're just saying, "Oh, it's this overflow that we've." Had. You know, we, we'll talk, you know, we were concerned uh, last week because they're going to swim in fifty thousand gallons of raw sewage. Yeah. in the river. Yesterday, in the course of ten minutes, thirteen million gallons of overflow were dumped into the river. And apparently this pipeline that they're building is supposed to stop all that, right? Yes. But I don't know if you're aware of this, but uh, I don't think they can work fast enough. Yeah, I don't know how the how long a work like that takes. I see the things sitting out there in the river, you know, the on either side. Yeah. You know, that, that that's where they're building it. Do you ever drop like a gallon of milk on the floor? Oh, yeah, it's awful. Yeah, it's like that's one gallon. Now, I'll try to imagine that. By 13 million times. That's disgusting. It's it's horrifying. The yeah. idea of that much raw sewage yeah. being pumped into a major waterway right here in town. That That is uh, awfully gross. Yes. Thank you. I, I, I really don't want to think about swimming in that much sewage. A little bit of sewage, but not that much sewage. Well, there's, there's a, what is it, uh, water displacement? Yeah. It's the water displacement theory of science where you, know, you just just a little bit of bad stuff and a whole lot of water doesn't really mean a whole hell of a lot because it disperses in hundreds of thousands of millions of gallons of water. I think something like that. Yeah. yeah. Kind of hard to hide 13 million gallons of raw sewage into a major waterway. I love it. <laughs> uh, so uh, I did this AI thing yesterday. Yeah. With, um, I have this app. It's called Wonder AI. And uh, I got the free trial. I already canceled the subscription because I don't want to be on the hook for something like that. It's like five bucks. And you can only do so many. I, I did a bunch of different art pieces of artwork uh, yeah. for us, but then it runs out. And then they want you to buy another $5 worth if you want to continue using it. Like you only get like so many credits. It's kind of it's kind of a bunch of So it's a pay-as-you-go thing? Yeah, it's a, it's a kind of a bullcrap uh, yeah. money grab kind of thing. So uh, what I did was I, I just said, draw me uh, Bax and Nagel, idiot morons. And it comes up with these like morphed things. <laughs> it's very funny. Some of them are very funny. Yeah. 
The, they don't. They don't uh, look anything like us. Uh, they're much better dressed but, than us. But that's the whole point of AI. Is AI is just kind of like grabbing things that it's off an internet search and pu- and piecing it together. Yeah, I like. Uh, there's there's one picture of like two guys in helmets, shirtless, yeah. wearing like uh, football pants with extraordinarily large bulges. I like that. That's a good one. And I like that. And, and uh, muscular, but still with a little love handle. Oh, yeah. No, no, yeah. We, we're not cut like diamonds here, yeah. but uh, yeah. Uh, but I like burn and newt. <laughs> that does look like it looks like a like a like a Hall and Oates kind of album cover. A little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the H2O cover. Yeah. yeah burn yeah. and newt. Burn and newt. I think we should call ourselves that. There is one that you didn't post, I noticed. The uh, the one that looked like Nazi propaganda. That yeah, was see, uh, that's the one I, I really thought maybe shouldn't have be shouldn't be on. That yeah, because I mean we're not uh, we're not Nazis and we don't necessarily spread propaganda. No, but it has us in like uh, like soldier gear, um, like military hats. Yeah, but but like German almost military hats. Yeah, like that look to it. I don't know if I really want to be associated with that. I don't either, but yeah. it 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 was maybe my favorite because it was a. Uh, I, it's not. It's not the most accurate. None of them here are are accurate. But uh, I like Baxenivus. <laughs> Baxenglus. Yeah. Baxenglus. It's a. Uh, it, it's just funny to to do that kind of thing. And you know, uh, names. I know that everyone that a lot of people think that this uh, AI <laughs> thing is uh, the cat's ass. But uh, you know, when you're doing fun stuff like this, you know, there's a radio station in America. I'm not gonna tell you where. It's not anywhere close to here, where they just hired the first AI disc jockey. Really? And they had a, uh, like a video of the, of the lady who was voicing it. Oh, I was going to say, is his name Dan Williams? No, although no, that's actually believe, real intelligence. I believe he's the first AI human being. <laughs> he's like a robot. He's like the Terminator. Yeah, that guy gets knocked over, and then all of a sudden he's, he's back up on the ground. Oh, yeah. Back up off the ground. Oh, yeah. No, he's, he's, a, he's a tough, tough bastard. But they're showing a video of the woman yeah. who's, who's voicing this. And then into like a like an AI generator, and this AI generator takes the inflections of her voice mm-hmm. and then create a whole pattern, yeah, of uh, of speaking. And this woman's laughing at how crazy it is. I'm like, look at you laughing at your impending unemployment. Your impending unemployment and your impending doom. Yeah, this thing is yeah. gonna eventually take over and have a mind of its own. I wouldn't be surprised if Burn and Newt eventually wind up becoming the Rock One Hundred Two Morning Show. Yeah, all of those movies that we saw about robots taking over, it could happen one day. I I think it's probably gonna happen if if well, uh, unless we corral this thing a little bit, well, look it could at, get way on a hand. Look at that AI drone. Uh, it was like a gun thing that was on that on that battleship. They were testing it out with the military, right? And then the the computer decided for itself. Oh well, that's a threat too, and started to shoot the operator. There was no bullets in the in the thing. It was a simulation, right. but the computer decided, hey. That's a th- you're the threat too. The, the one who programmed yeah. me is a threat. The, the programmer didn't uh, identify who the 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 friendly people were. Right, but yeah. that that's just like straight out of like a Terminator movie, where you, where you, where the where the or like you know two thousand one. It's yeah. like you know all of a sudden Hal starts getting a real chip on his shoulder. I'm sorry, I can't do that, Bax. See what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. all of a sudden, you know, Hal goes bananas. It's not what you're. That's not what you paid for. And but, the IT guy, he's not uh, he's not helping. But uh, no, he's not helping at all. The uh, 
you should go out and check this out, though, if you haven't seen it. Some of these posters are, are pretty funny. It's awesome. It's like propaganda from a from a <laughs> fake world. We've uh, we've posted on the Rock One Two uh, Mornings uh, Facebook page. You can check those out. Burn and Newt. And then uh, what do you do? You want to talk about this other thing that we uh, well we got on? Yeah, I mean we, I could. Um, so uh, for years, uh, Talkers Magazine, which believe it or not is uh, located out here in Western Mass. Really? Yeah, it is. Um, has their uh, Talkers Heavy Hundred, and the way it is described, it is the one hundred most important radio talk shows in america and according to who top men oh really yeah now there's yeah. there's a there's a board that kind of goes through okay. this and all right and uh and for whatever reason the only time we ever got on the list was in, when they did a talkers 250 we made 250 we never made the the heavy hundred until yesterday when you and i clocked in at number 99 well how about that how about that right. number 99 99 99 us heavy hundred <laughs> we should do a 99 luft buffoons yeah luft buffoon yeah, i like that version of it better um <laughs> i thought it was a clerical error frankly well, well i feel like uh i feel like i've uh i've won a free coupon to something you have you've uh yeah. you've, you have definitely uh, early in your career, only 19, 25 years in, uh, you reached a, a certain level of status, I suppose. Like it's that level of satisfaction. Oh, like, oh, I got a free chicken sandwich to a Popeye's. <laughs> That's not a bad value. Hey, yeah. those, good, those are good chicken sandwiches. They are good chicken sandwiches. And now you're on a list. How about that? How about that? It's like I want a Popeye's sandwich. It's a big day for you. Big time. Reach the big time. <laughs> Number 99. 622 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Some things are just made for each other. Left and right. Day. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 627. And Skinnered with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, sunny today with a high of 79. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 81. It's 57 right now in downtown Springfield. Keyword to cash coming up after 8 o'clock. Your chance of winning one thousand bucks you want to laugh all right are you sure yeah you're just saying you want to i'm kind of just it's bex and nagel's joke of the day i'm funny how i mean funny like i'm a clown i amuse you on rock 102 i make you laugh springfield's classic rock identical twin joke we'll do that one all right all right i'm ready so there's two identical twin brothers that live together one happens to be a well-respected dentist and the other one can't seem to keep a job now, instead of actively looking for work, he likes to sit around at home. One Saturday, the dentist is hungry, and he puts his brother on the spot. He tells him to get off his lazy behind and go get some food. And after some protest, the lazy brother takes the car and leaves for the store. In the meantime, the dentist takes a nap on his day off. He, retur- he turns off his phone so he won't be interrupted. About 30 minutes goes by. Lazy brother gets into a head-on collision in the intersection by the grocery store. His vital signs are fading. He's unconscious and barely moving. An ambulance picks him up and rushes him to the hospital. This is funny. Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> uh, he ends up in the emergency room under observation, but his condition is critical. They're, they're, they try calling his dentist's brother, but he doesn't pick up because the phone is off, right? Okay. So the dentist wakes up to a knock on the door. Suspecting a solicitor, he ignores it, but the knocking continues. Eventually, he resolves to get up and yell at the person at the door, when he does, he reveals the Grim Reaper. He appears just as he's in the movies, a full skeleton underneath a tattered cloak, right? Okay. And the Grim Reaper swears, ah, no, this always happens with the identical twins. 
And he goes, what, what do you mean? And he goes, well, if you must know, your brother was in a critical car accident, and I've come to take him to the underworld. I'm afraid his time on earth has ended. I'll, I'll take my leave now. Uh, and the dentist is upset. He's noticeably upset. He says, wait, isn't there some way I can challenge you for my brother's life? After all, you made the mistake. Certainly there must be a way I can bargain for his life. And the Green Reaper says, what do you got in mind? And the dentist says, well, how about a challenge? If I beat you, you let my brother go free. And the Grim Reaper laughs. He goes, I'll beat you in any challenge. What challenge do you propose? And the dentist says, I propose we see who has the cleanest teeth. Five minutes of brushing each, and then we decide. Right? <laughs> okay. And he goes, all right. And uh, the Grim Reaper goes into the bathroom. And once there, he pulls back his tattered cloak to reveal his skull. It's glistening. He takes a toothbrush from the bathroom, loads it up with toothpaste and brushes. After about five minutes, the shiniest teeth anyone has ever seen glisten makes the room bright, right? Okay. Grim Reaper grins. He's like, you're a foolish human, but you are entitled to your chance. And then the dentist takes another toothbrush, loads it with toothpaste, and starts brushing like a madman. When his five minutes are up, he spits out the paste and he smiles. It's unbelievable. The shine from the dentist's teeth is so beautiful that he can see the Grim Reaper's <laughs> reflection in his pearly clean teeth. The winner is obvious, and the Grim Reaper hangs his head in shame. He goes, you win, human. This time, your brother will live. He disappears in a puff of smoke. At the same instant, the bedridden brother wakes up in the hospital. Not only is he uninjured, but he seems perfectly healthy. Suddenly, the phone by his bed rings. It's his brother, the dentist. He picks it up, and he's like, hey, bro, you'll never believe what happened. Apparently, I went out to the market, and I got hit by a car. They say I almost died. And the dentist on the, smiles on the phone and says, that's interesting, bro. Today, you might have heard, I also had a brush with death. <laughs> Long oh, way to get there, but we got there. That's gold, baby. Long way to get there, but we got there. Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Here, 635 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by the Western Mass Masons, your preferred contractor for foundations and chimneys. There's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A motorcycle operator has died after a crash on Miller Street in Ludlow on Sunday. According to the Ludlow Police, approximately 6.21 p.m., Ludlow Dispatch got several calls reporting a serious crash involving two motor- motorcycles in the 500 block of Miller Street. When crews arrived, they found a motorcycle operator that was suffering serious injuries, so crews began CPR on him. Another motorcycle operator ran away from the accident. But that person was found nearby in a wooded area. Ludlow uh, Fire Department uh, paramedics sent both of the operators to Bay State, but one of the operators died at the hospital from their injuries. Two Harley-Davidson motorcycles were towed from the accident, which remained closed to traffic for more than five hours after the investigation. Uh, The crash remains under investigation by the Ludlow Police, the Mass State Police Reconstruction Unit, and the State Police Detective Unit assigned to the Hamden County DA's office. Tried to run away. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Um, well, I, I mean, is there any other information about that? I don't know. Like, the, like, I don't know. To just say that in the report and then not follow up on that, that's seemingly like a like a pretty important detail of the it's story. It's a pretty important detail, and they almost never miss those kinds of details. Actually, they miss those details all the time. Safety measures are taking place at Bliss Park and Longmeadow after acid was found on the slides. According to the Longmeadow Fire Department, crews were called to the park on Sunday for a suspicious substance that was found on playground equipment. The chemical was determined to be muriatic acid, which is a diluted solution of hydrochloric acid. 
During the investigation, it was discovered that the pump room in the basement of the pool had been broken into. Two of the fences were climbed over and a ventilation shaft was torn off. The suspects had gotten into the pool room through a ventilation shaft. The pool room contained the chemicals that were poured onto the slides. Plans to reopen the Bliss Park playground are in progress. A specialty contractor was brought in to do an initial cleaning of the playground. The play structure was checked after the cleaning was done, and there was no evidence of additional contamination found. Out of caution, the town is going to have the contractor do a deep cleaning to replenish the mulch and the play sand at the park. Oh, fresh play sand. No, that's what else can you do? You listen, have to. Listen, you got to think of the good that comes from this. It's fresh sand and fresh mulch. Kind of needed a refresher down there anyway. Yeah, but I mean, it's, uh, you know, you know how it is. Sand and uh, mulch work, that's expensive stuff. Yes, but sometimes you just need the kick in the butt to replace it. And this is uh, this is not the kind of kick in the butt I think uh, Longmeadow was hoping for. I, I'm trying to get ex, uh, I'm trying to accentuate the positive. Base. Well, I appreciate that, and I'm yeah. sure the folks of Longmeadow are very happy to hear that. But you know, ultimately speaking, uh, you know, you got a hazmat situation at a park that nearly every kid in town goes to. The pool chemicals that were stored at Bliss Park were being used to supply the Greenwood Pool. Is that the Lee Greenwood Pool? With that, yes. Uh, that- Proud to be an American. Yeah, proud song. to be spilling that, acid in America. Does that play all the time? Yes. The pool? Uh, where there is not a lot of storage space, the chemicals have now been moved to a new location, but they don't say where. No, they don't want people to know. The damage that was caused by the vandals to the building and the playground has been repaired and has been reinforced. The playground will be open once the additional measures of cleaning have been completed, ensuring that it is safe to use. They uh, they do have the FBI involved in that. Trying to find out who these uh, who these folks were that did this. I'm kind of not surprised, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, this is I mean, this is uh, this is a profoundly dangerous hazmat situation. Yeah, I mean, thank God nobody was more seriously hurt, but it could have gone the other way. Uh, Agawam police are asking for the public's help in identifying a person suspected of assault and attempting to rob an elderly man. Agawam police lieutenant Ed McGovern said the person. In the photos that they have uh, posted on their Facebook page, is suspected of assault and battery as well as attempted unarmed robbery of a 74-year-old man on Sunday around 8.30 a.m. The incident occurred at 40 Springfield Street in Agawam. If you're able to identify this scumbag, you're asked to call the Agawam Police Detective Bureau. You ain't stealing from an old man. Yeah, I mean, the elderly got their enough problems to deal with. Again, uh, I, I highly recommend that if you want to make some money, you stand out on a traffic island. It's beautiful Traffic Island weather right now. Yeah, no rain in the forecast. Good day to go out there with like a boot or a box or, you know, a cup. Yeah, uh, sign, Sharpie, Yeah, uh, cardboard. You got, your, you got your whole little kit right there. Remember a couple of years ago there was some panhandling around the, the Longmeadow, sh- uh, the Rudell Street uh, on the, the Rudell shops? Yeah. Panhandling up and down the uh, uh, the entrance to the to the shops. And then at the end of the day, they went back into their Lexus and drove home. Well, that's what, listen, that's, you, are you upset about that? No. I mean, that to me, that shows a certain level of industriousness that yeah. we should all be sharing. I was going to say, if if that's the way you make money in this rat race, that's the way you make money in the rat race. That's it. You know? You know who, who, is, who are any of us to judge how another man makes a living? No, I remember the, uh, the sociology teacher telling me about there, the psychology teacher telling me about the, uh, uh, when he was in college, he went to Georgetown or something. 
Okay. Bougie Georgetown. Georgetown. Went to Georgetown, but they used to hang out at the bars, and every night at the bars, the rose lady would come around. She was this old lady in a walker, and she'd have these dead roses, Mm -hmm. and people would buy them because who's not going to buy a dead rose from a poor old lady? Right. Uh, You know? Well, it turns out they followed the rose lady one night, same exact situation you're talking about. Mm -hmm. She smacks up that walker, gets into a giant big Cadillac, and drives to this bougie neighborhood. Uh, down in the D.C. area. Well, I'm l- listen. Uh, it costs money to live in those neighborhoods. Yeah, play the part. But if That's you play it. the part, you can profit off it. Mm-hmm. The lady knew what she was doing. Clearly, yeah. And probably living in a pretty nice uh, place in 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 the suburbs. I, I could look pretty. I mean, I could look more disheveled than I am. You wouldn't. It wouldn't take very much for either one of us to look a little uh, ratty. I'll put a little fake beard on. Yeah. Little sunglasses. Yeah, I'll get it. Right, like a, like a like a shopping cart full of cans. I could do that. Uh, just say, uh, radio worker will work for trade. <laughs> <laughs> will backsell Led Zeppelin songs yeah. for for money. Yeah, the uh, West Springfield police is looking for the uh, public's help to identify an armed robbery suspect. According to the department, the individual was involved in an armed robbery on Friday, May twenty sixth. We're just hearing about it now. Put up his picture. Isn't today, uh, isn't today the 15th of June? Mm-hmm. We're a little well, late on this, aren't we? It, well, it takes a while for the, for the printer to, for the <laughs> picture to download onto their computer. Who, who's writing this news? Uh, you know, monks with pen and ink? I, I think maybe you're pretty close to that being the answer. If anyone has any information on the individual's whereabouts, you're asked to call Detective Hebert. That's it. No, uh, no first name? No, tele- no telephone number? No phone, no lights, no motor car, not a single luxury. This guy's nuts. <laughs> he's not going to get any information he's looking for. Uh, state officials are considering using the former Harley Davidson property in Southampton as a temporary processing facility for legal immigrant families, pregnant women, and people that are homeless due to natural disasters. Yes, just what the people of Southampton <laughs> want. Yeah, I'm sure everybody yeah, in Southampton yeah. is, is, is saying, reading this news today and saying, oh, fall, finally. Oh, joy. That's exactly yeah, what this town a, needs. You know what? I was hoping a target would go there, but you know what? A processing facility for homeless people would be perfect. I always wonder what would be a good use for that uh, for that building, and now they finally found it. According to the town of Southampton, the Massachusetts Emergency Management Agency, the Department of Housing and Community Development, and the governor's office, Contacted the town last week about the property on College Highway. The property is just one of several sites being considered across western Massachusetts. Up to 100 families or 400 people would be processed through the facility over the span of a week and then moved to more permanent housing across the state. All services for the families would be provided by third-party vendors through the state and would include cots, bedding, laundry services, food, and site management. The facility would also be staffed 24-7. The uh, town says this would not impact the Norris School as families would only be staying at the facility for roughly one week. However, a family stays at the facility for a longer period of time. State agencies will need to consider where to place children for English language services. That is just... It doesn't seem like a very convenient location for any of that. Well, I was going to ask you this. Uh, okay, so this facility is there to process the homeless into uh, other uh, forms of shelter. How are they going to get there? Well, you're going to. Is that a to... bus route? That's what I, I don't know. Maybe I don't think the. Are they going to well, walk to Southampton? 
I don't know my PVTA roots. I don't know if the PVTA goes into Southampton or not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not really aware of that. But uh, even the PVTA is going to say, "Whoa, whoa!" It can only take so many people at a time. Yeah, I just. Uh, it just seems like an odd location to be housing something like this. I think if you're going to house something like this, you'd probably want to do it at a place where the homeless are. Like in a municipal area, yes. like a like a like a downtown, like uh, you know East Hampton. East Hampton would love one of these. I don't think East Hampton is any more uh, prepared for that than Southampton is. No, East Hampton would would do it. I as even though it's a small city, I don't know if I would call that a uh, like a municipal hub of homelessness. No, I'm pretty sure Mayor LaChapelle would be wanting to house that. You know, humanitarian. Uh, type of work oh man you're putting food you're putting words right into her mouth oh i'm not putting words i'm just uh, guessing off basing off her character right well that's that's a possibility but i'm gonna i'm gonna guess that might not happen uh you never know i just know if i were homeless and someone said well if you want to uh, have uh, a permanent residence you're going to have to go to southampton and my first thought will be well let me just grab the gps out of my car well you know I, what i'm guessing is this is one of these we'll throw out a location because it says it's one of the locations being considered right it'll probably never be turned into that it's it's much like the location that they're trying to find for the courthouse remember they said it was going to be right here in east longmeadow that would never fly right here no it's the it, dumbest it, idea ever yeah it wouldn't work no. same thing with this you're too far away from highways you know, major, major highways anyway. You're, you're probably- also in a, a largely residential area over there, too. Mm-hmm. No one wants to live right next to a courthouse. Well, I would. You want to live next to a courthouse? Yeah, why not? I could uh, set up a hot dog stand and sell uh, hot dogs to the criminals coming in the parking lot. You know that East Longmeadow would do everything they can to squash somebody with a hot dog truck. Yeah, I know. You can't even have a drive through in this town. You can't even have a, 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 and you can't even have a massage parlor in this town anymore. Well, a good one anyway. Yeah, no more rub, rub and tugs are allowed at East Long Meadow. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be sunny with a high of 78. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 81. It's 58 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, uh, yeah. A cigar gives a man that. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's 655. And free with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny today with a high of 78. Uh, tomorrow, sunny with a high of 81. It's 58 right now in downtown Springfield. The uh, Big Bonk of Smoke returns next week, next Wednesday. Tickets are still on sale. Uh, it's going to be a great night out the uh, the side of uh, Mount Tom. Your admission includes three premium Drew Estate cigars from the Cigar Room 2 in Agawam. Good, good cigars. The event t-shirt from GG Inc. Screen Printing and Embroidery. Uh, premium food spread that includes hors d'oeuvres, dinner, dessert, Get all the details and buy your tickets at rock102.com. You can also purchase them at, in person at the Cigar Room 2 in Agawam. Cigar smoking, not a safe alternative to cigarettes. you got to be over 21 with a positive ID to enter. It's the Big Bonk and Smoke next Wednesday at the Log Cabin, brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements, Aqua Pump, and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Well, I have a quick update for you. Okay. I guess. There you go. The Big Brown Beaver. That was uh, smashed in the middle of 202 between Westfield and Holyoke. Mm-hmm. Has now been finally removed. Yay! <laughs> now, uh, was this white owner's Big Brown Beaver? Well, it 
It looked like Winona's Big Brown Beaver. So this thing got hit back in like early April. And there for a long time, there was just a carcass in the middle of the road. <laughs> and I'm like, doesn't anybody come and like pick this thing up? I thought like a like a DPW comes out with a bulldozer or a, a bucket loader and picks that thing up and scoops it off to the side of the road. Somebody sent us a picture yesterday. Yeah. It looked like a bath mat. It did look like a bath mat. <laughs> like you wanted it, to wipe your feet on it after and, coming out of the shower. And, and that's the thing. From the beginning of April, since it got hit, it was just like like other th- vehicles would keep hitting it. So eventually it just became, you know, for a while there was that big beaver tail. Right. Right, smashed into the middle of the thing. And then that got destroyed by another, more vehicles driving over it to a, to the point where the last thing it was was just like a, like a mixed, mushed pile of fur and and guts must like have, smushed in together. <laughs> yeah. It must have felt like a rumble strip. Yeah, well, it, it actually was on the rumble strip in the middle of the road. <laughs> that poor beaver. What an, what an undignified way to go out. Listen, I understand that roadkill happens, but why did it take so long for somebody to notice that? And then, you know, so then this the one guy that was messaging me, he called two news stations yesterday because I'm not the only one that noticed this thing. No, it was all over the place. And uh, And last, it was yesterday afternoon I went to the mall. And I'm driving that way, and I'm like, it's gone. They took it. They finally got rid of it. Somebody <laughs> scraped up the dead Holyoke beaver. <laughs> well, it's about time. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, who did it belong to? Was it a Holyoke beaver or was it a Westfield beaver? I think that's who was deciding yeah, which well, one of us scrapes this up. I don't I don't mean to be a passing judgment, but it looked to me very much like a Holyoke beaver. I don't know. It had, a little, uh, had a little Westfield drawl to it. <laughs> You know, they speak differently in Westfield. It's 659 with Bax and Nagel at Rock 102. Oh, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Your grilling headquarters. Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, if I were to take a pair of my shoes and auction them off for a charitable cause, there's a chance they could draw as much as 2 or $3 a piece. Despite being a beloved regionally notable pseudo-celebrity around these parts, I'm not so delusional to think that a smelly pair of my worn-out sneakers with the Velcro straps are worth attracting a top-dollar bid. But I'm intrigued and slightly bewildered whenever I hear about a pair of shoes that do. Yesterday, for example, the pair of Nike high tops that were worn by Michael Jordan during Game 5 of the 1997 NBA Finals have just been sold at auction. These were the exact shoes worn by Michael Jordan during the famous flu game in which Jordan scored 38 points against the Utah Jazz despite suffering from a horrific case of alleged food poisoning. The Bulls wound up winning that game and then the series in six games. Well, yesterday, those very shoes were sold at auction for a mind-blowing $1.38 million. Oddly enough, that's well below the current record for a pair of Air Jordans. That pair that he wore in 1998 in the NBA Finals fetched $2.2 million at auction back in April. Folks, if you rustled up all the shoes that are under my bed or behind the couch, you still couldn't come up with enough shoes to equal a third of that amount. But put a pair of shoes with traces of Michael Jordan's vomit online, suddenly they're worth $690,000 per shoe. Perhaps I lack the sort of sentimentality to properly romanticize that sort of thing, but at the end of the day, 
spending that sort of money on a 26-year-old pair of shoes that Michael Jordan might have puked on does not sound like a proper use of $1.38 million. Even if I had that kind of money to spend, I would rather buy shoes that I fully intend to wear. Additionally, I would also like to obtain a pair of shoes that actually come in my size. Something with extra width and plenty of room for my orthopedic inserts. You know, for that extra arch support. Do Michael Jordan shoes come with those sort of featured requirements? No, they do not. And so, you can keep your $1.38 million. I'm going to buy some compression socks and some odor eaters instead. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, the $99 can't-miss Father's Day winner. The Milwaukee M12 Drill Driver Impact Driver Combo Kit from Rocky's. $99 with your Ace Rewards card. You're saving $70. Dad has a new high-quality Milwaukee power tool as a result that you got at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 714 and Whitesnake with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Mostly sunny today with a high of 78. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 81. It is 58 right now in downtown Springfield. Hour away. Getting the uh, the keyword to cash is, I believe, the final week. So you might want to step it up. Well, uh, you're going to need to get some of that cash if you need any car repairs anytime soon. A thousand bucks won't cover it. Yeah. You remember that uh, Massachusetts law that we passed back in 2020 uh, that requires automobile manufacturers to boost access to telematic vehicle data? Yeah, the one we all voted for. Yes, the one we all voted for. Well, the federal government says uh, that conflicts with and therefore is preempted by federal law the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration said on Tuesday. The federal government's highway division effectively told manufacturers not to comply with the Bay State's telematic data law, which has been uh, mired in a legal battle since voters enacted it via ballot question in 2020. The law's supporters have hoped it will broaden access to vehicle information to give consumers more choices when they need repairs. In a letter to companies filed in federal court, The NHTSA official said the mass law poses significant safety concerns because the access to vehicle telematic data it requires could allow for manipulation of steering, acceleration, braking, and airbags. A malicious actor here or abroad could utilize such open access to remotely command vehicles to operate dangerously, including attacking multiple vehicles concurrently. That's according to the NHTSA Assistant Chief Counsel for Litigation and Enforcement, Kerry Kodolji. Uh, wrote, vehicle crashes, injuries, or deaths are foreseeable outcomes of such a situation. Okay, but couldn't the uh, dealership get hacked? Well, that's, couldn't the car manufacturer that's get why, hacked? That's why I think this thing is so ridiculous. You know, we talk to Steve Weissman all the time about it's not if you're uh, information is going to get compromised. It's when it's going to get compromised. Think of every- somebody's going to tack into this stuff, no matter what. Of course. I mean, think think about every major retailer in America that's been hacked or compromised. Everybody from credit card companies to Home Depot to Target to every single one of them has all had, you know, hacks and breaches. Yeah. Okay. So I, let's say I, I'm a I'm a a, a, a mechanic. Yeah, I got my own shop. Not working for a dealer. I got my own shop. I'm fixing cars all the time. I am no more uh, exposed than a guy who is working for a dealer, who may or may not be be hacked because their systems have a have a, a loophole in it. Yeah, it's stupid. I mean, that, and you know, the other thing is, I mean, here's the federal government telling you to ignore a state law. How many, how many lobbyists 
from the automotive industry have pushed for lawmakers this. for exactly yeah. this because they want it back. And they know that if Massachusetts is allowed uh, to have this, this law put in place, other states will follow. The letter drew sharp criticism from independent auto repair shops and other groups that fought for passage for the reform, which sailed through at the ballot box with 75% of voters in support yeah. and only 25% opposed. So if you're going against the will of the voters, you know, I understand what you're saying is, well, you can get hacked. Well, we're saying so anybody, can you, anybody, anybody can get, can get hacked. hacked. In- including a, a dealership or any other you know, car manufacturer which may be storing information or anything like that. Including the federal government. They can get hacked as well. Just because you're the federal government doesn't mean to think you have a better handle on security because you're only dealing with a finite number of people owning the equipment. To If, if you go back to when that law was being voted on, Remember, everyone gets like the, the the red booklet in the mail that explains all the the, the ballot questions and everything, yeah. and the pros and cons of of each. If I'm not mis- if I'm remembering this right, yeah, you know, the argument was that the the dealers have proprietary equipment that they own that only they can fix your car. Right. But if you have a mechanic that you prefer to go to, newer cars uh, cannot be fixed by these mechanics because they don't have access to the equipment the diagnostic equipment that they need to assess what the problem is with your car Mm -hmm. and this law changed that so that your private mechanic could work on on newer vehicles yeah to me it makes perfectly good sense and that's why it passed if you want to start you know pointing fingers at potential breaches i gotta tell you you'll be pointing fingers every which way because Everyone is potentially exposed to to breaches. I mean, you had uh, like uh, the, the the credit companies. You know, the, yeah. the, the you know, people's credit scores were were adjusted. You can do anything. You know, a hacker yeah. who knows what they're doing with enough uh, gumption can do nearly anything to anybody. This doesn't change any of that. No, it's it. This is more of hey, let's monopolize the uh, auto repair industry by only giving it to the dealers. Yeah, only. Yeah, and when they're not worried about the compromise to security, they want their proprietary equipment back. They they want to not be able. They don't. They want to not be forced into sharing with the private mechanic. Yeah. that's all this is. It's it, and it's my business if I want to go to another if I want to go to somebody outside of your uh, network of, you know, there's I know mechanics that you know, might provide a better service at some than some of these places. You know. Yeah, and to be honest, a lot of people trust their own mechanic a little bit more than someone who's working for a dealer. Well, the washer fluid is fine. The washer fluid is not fine. You don't even know this car. <laughs> you don't deserve yeah, this you, car. You don't deserve this. I'm taking her out for a spin. Yeah, this is uh, and and yeah. what is the the response are are uh, are are well, are they I, doing it? The the independent shops are are calling BS on this whole thing. Right. I don't know what's going to uh happen further with it, but for right now the the government is saying don't comply with this to to the automakers so the automakers aren't going to comply with it okay but oftentimes state law sometimes supersedes even federal law
That's why some well, states have some certain things and some other states don't. It'll be interesting to see how the whole thing pans out. It's uh, 721 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. We warned you. And now it's here. Father's Day is the... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 727 and the Allman Brothers with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Mostly sunny today with a high of 78. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 81. It's 58 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, let's see. Yeah, uh, 13 million gallons of raw sewage uh, in the Connecticut River yesterday after that rainstorm. Well, that's... Uh... Yeah, a nice little addition to your swim. Yeah, it, actually, it was twelve point seven million gallons uh, combined into the river between four oh five and four fifteen. That's ten minutes in which thirteen million gallons, almost thirteen million gallons, blasts into the Connecticut River. That's a pretty. It, it, to me, that sounds almost like an explosive overflow of. Human waste going into a major waterway. It's pretty disgusting, actually. It's horrifying. Now, imagine if the Ironman competition were this weekend. Yeah, here we were worried about like 50,000 gallons dumping into the river. 13 million gallons in the course of 10 minutes. It's uh, Bondi's Island sweet meats. That's what what you're uh, getting there. Listen, I've had a few meals in my day where I thought I was responsible for 13 million gallons of raw sewage yeah but when you really put it uh you know into perspective it wasn't anything, anything close to that but 13 million gallons in 10 minutes that's a lot of uh that's a lot of waste to to be spewing out when the rivers run brown yeah well when the uh what was it what's the uh the whole thing when the no no when the river runs red take the dirt road that's that's that one. I never heard the brown one, though, <laughs> the Brown River thing. We'll have to figure that out. If you're fishing for brown trout. I yeah. Guess you can, yeah. <laughs> we got news next to Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert for... 732 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Go to Gary Rome Hyundai today and get 0% financing on select models. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Max. A line of thunderstorms quickly made its way through western Mass uh, yesterday, uh, causing some damage to trees and power lines. While damage wasn't significant from this storm, it serves as a reminder to be prepared for storms as we move into the summer months. Uh, MJ Keisel of Holyoke says she always prepares for severe weather, tying down all umbrellas and patio furniture prior to a storm coming you got to make sure that stuff is uh, secured to your deck she does that during before every storm before every storm is she some sort of show off or something uh, making everybody else do, you know, guilting everybody having to you know you know batten down their stuff too well she wasn't expecting lightning to strike her home again her property has now been hit twice both times lightning knocking down trees in her yard one tree coming down by her garage during a severe thunderstorm yesterday afternoon. All right, just, then I take it all back. Yeah, see, it was see, and now you feel bad. Now I feel, you? yeah. Now who feels like an idiot? It was just a real big crash, and I looked out the window, and I just saw it was completely across the road, and the wires were down. It was scary. Uh, despite those wires down in the tree, uh, she didn't lose power, but she tells uh, she told Twenty Two News that uh, it's making her want to take more precautions in the event of more severe weather this summer. You know, I worry about the trees around my house. Like, some of them are, uh, you can tell that they're kind of diseased. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's costly to remove them, but it's also costly for the repair that it's going to cause when, uh, you know, it falls on your house. Yeah. I uh, I got a house, uh, excuse me, 
uh, a tree in the in my backyard that uh, like that like you say is diseased and dying yeah. and, and uh, it's not looking too good. It's also one of those trees that kind of grows at somewhat of an odd angle. Yeah. Well, right beneath that tree is my shed, and uh, you know whenever there's like a you know big gusts of wind or or snow, I always wonder. Is that thing going to fall on my shed, or Good. am I going to get lucky and have it fall in another direction? And well, I'm hoping uh, it's option two. Well, is the shed uh, insured? It should be insured. You sure your shed is insured? I'm, I'm pretty sure that the uh, we bought insurance for the shed, so it is insured. Well, yeah, I mean, you could selfishly insure the shed. Right. Uh, in the event uh, of a catastrophic uh, thing, uh, that you could recoup the money. I don't, I don't know, Steve. There's a possibility that you may not know shed from Shinola. No, I don't know. I don't know shed. <laughs> the uh, long-awaited new Big Y Express store in downtown Springfield is having its grand uh, opening celebration today, a ribbon cutting for the market, which has actually been open to the public since June 1st will be held late Thursday morning at the store, which is located on the ground level of Tower Square facing Main Street. The store offers fresh produce, meat, seafood, grocery items, and even specialty foods such as grab-and-go breakfast and sushi. It's the only market of its kind in the downtown area and caters to downtown residents and workers. It's located in the space that had been vacant since 2019 when the former tenant, CVS, relocated to the new freestanding store at Main and Union Streets. So there you go. We were talking about this yesterday. It's a, it's a it's a great idea. It's a, it's probably long overdue. It's access for people that live in that area. Well, because I'm trying to, to traveling to go to a grocery store. Uh, what? Because uh, I'm trying to think what's the nearest grocery store to say downtown, and I think the nearest one is uh, the the food zone up on uh, Belmont. Belmont. Yeah, I think and, that's the closest one. Or if you're talking downtown, the big Y across the river in West Springfield. That's probably the closest. Maybe, one. but but not everybody goes over the river to do things. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Like, th- this is a good idea for the people that live down in that area. Hey, I'm telling you, bringing stuff back to Springfield is a good idea. It is. It's a, it's a, it's a terrific idea. Place is hopping. Uh, Bernardston police are investigating an incident Tuesday where a man was arrested for wearing tactical gear and driving a vehicle similar to a police cruiser. An officer observed a a suspicious vehicle around town Tuesday night that was similar to a police cruiser. The vehicle was stopped and the driver was allegedly wearing a tactical vest with a police-style badge pinned to the front. The man was also armed with a handgun, handcuffs, knives, and other police-style equipment. A man was arrested and uh, police are working to hold him until a dangerousness hearing in court. Police say the man is known in New Hampshire for similar incidents and for impersonating a police officer. Burnett's and uh, police are reminding residents to call 911 if they ever see anything unusual in the community. Well, it's in Burnettston? Yeah, you're going to see a lot of unusual things in Burnettston. Phone will be blowing up like a call center. Oh, this guy's got, uh, yeah, it's an old, uh, it's like one of those old uh, caprices with the, uh, it looks like a cop car. It's black and white. Mm. I guess if you really, 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 really want to be a cop, you should probably take the uh, the training uh, courses and see if you can pass those yourself. Yeah. You do realize that a lot of people can't pass that kind of stuff. Well, then you don't then you don't deserve to wear the fake badge, sir. <laughs> you well, didn't I mean, earn that fake badge. I mean, a lot of uh, a lot of people, myself included, could probably not even pass the physical examination. 
because it's rigorous, yeah. and I'm not a rigorous guy. You know, this guy took it to to the extreme by putting on the tactical stuff. Mm-hmm. But did you ever see those douchebags driving around in the cars? They're they're like old police cars, and they think they're cool. Oh yeah, I I do. Oh, I got a spotlight on on wind on side window. <laughs> Just so I can spot stuff. Took me months to get this Crown Vic painted the way I wanted. Yeah. You know what I can do with this spotlight? Check for raccoons and trees at night. That's what I can do. <laughs> Plus, I can yeah. check out your dumpsters behind your business if you want me to. Yeah, and they wear nothing but navy blue all day long. Yeah. It's, uh, it's again, it's just another portion of society that uh, like has a douchey factor to it. Yeah, well, you know, some, some dudes have that fantasy. I guess never let it go. You want to be, you want to be a cop, but you just can't pass the test. So let's pretend to be one. That would be like I want to be a brain surgeon, but I yeah. just can't pass the brain surgery test. Yeah, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start <laughs> hanging around down at Bay State with yeah. a, with a with a smock on. Yeah, like hey, uh, what the, what kind of a brain ailment did you work on? Ooh, a, a brain bleed. That's interesting. I worked on a brain tumor. How about that? Yeah. 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 We're, we're qualified. How'd you do it? Um, oh, look at the time. I got to go. Yeah. <laughs> trying to escape from your... <laughs> trying try not to have any conversations so right. deep that it makes, you know, it makes it perfectly clear that you're not qualified to be a brain surgeon. State officials are considering using the former Harley-Davidson property in Southampton as a temporary processing facility for illegal immigrant families, pregnant women, and people that are homeless uh, due to natural disasters. Yes, exactly what the people of Southampton are welcoming into their town. They are a very welcoming uh, group of folks. Uh, according to the town, the Mass Emergency Management Agency and the Department of Housing and Community Development and the governor's office contacted the town last week about the property on College Highway. The property is just one of several sites being considered across western Massachusetts. Up to 100 families or 400 people will be processed through the facility over the span of a week and then moved to the more permanent housing across the state. All services for the families would be provided by third-party vendors through the state and would include cots, bedding, laundry services, food, and site management. And the facility will also be staffed 24 hours a yeah. day. The only thing you have to do is find a way to get all the way out to Southampton. We're bringing, uh, we're bringing Las Vegas right here to the heart of Southampton. 24-7. <laughs> That's Never it. stops. Uh, well, I guess you would bring uh, business to the area. I suppose you would. I mean, the uh, cannabis place next door will be cleaning up. Yeah, well, I mean, they're, they're not selling Harleys there right now, so uh, you know, why not have people in cots? Yeah, I don't see a big problem with it. The town is in contact with the state and will provide more details if the property is picked. If chosen, the facility could see its first group of families as early as July and would continue over a six-month period. Oh, plenty of time for people to get uh, prepared for an influx of new business in the town of Southampton. I'd still like to know how they got to get everybody there. I mean, are they they you know putting together like a, a homeless tour bus? Well, or? I'm sure there's shuttle buses and things like that. You know, like like no one is going to have to go. There's going to say, well, let me go look at the GPS in my uh, in my Mercedes. Yeah, I don't think yeah. anybody's going to be doing that. A uh, 62 year old man in <laughs> Illinois named Mark DeCaro was sleeping recently when he dreamed that someone was breaking into his home in real life. He grabbed his 357 Magnum, which was at his bedside, and shot at the intruder. But there was no intruder. It was only in his dream. In reality, he shot himself in the leg. 
The police were called, and he was taken to the hospital where he was treated and released. But for Mark, it wasn't just his leg. He had another problem. Mark had uh, revoked a FOID card, which allows gun owners to have firearms in Illinois. Mm-hmm. Uh, Illinois. Illinois. Uh, he was also charged with possession of a firearm without a valid license and reckless discharge of a firearm. Both are felonies. Yeah, well, uh, I suppose you're not supposed to be shooting at yourself. You sleep with the gun right next to you. You know, between uh, my phone charging and my CPAP machine, there's just not enough room on yeah, the nightstand. Yeah, there's nothing on the room on the nightstand. Yeah, I just don't have enough room for it. Otherwise, I might. Well, I, uh, I keep this gun right here. In case, in case we get ambushed. Yeah, you see, what I usually do every night is I drink half a bottle of bourbon and I uh, black out and uh, fall asleep with a burning cigarette in my hand next to my gun that's sitting right on my nightstand. And just in case, uh, you know, I might be dreaming of uh, drying my hair off with a hair dryer. <laughs> it seems kind of careless to just leave it there on the nightstand. Like right, that. but in my dreams, my head was very wet. Uh, so this is justifiable. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 78. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 81. It's 58 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Garage doors. Yeah, you... Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 749 in the cars with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Mostly sunny today with a high of 78. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 81. It's 58 right now in downtown Springfield. Every week on Baxi's Musical Podcast, I'm sitting down with some of the greatest legends of rock, new wave, alternative, metal, punk, you name it even talk to producers authors record executives and up-and-coming artists too this week my guest is larry meislevic the drummer for the band skafish when the uh one of the actually considered to be the, the the band that started the punk new wave and alternative music uh scene in chicago also played it for a couple of years with iggy pop next week this one's really cool we'll be talking to cherry vanilla cherry vanilla was a groupie who uh worked on a bunch of uh, it was part of andy warhol's inner circle also is a publicist for uh, for David Bowie. She's a writer. She's got her own book out. And uh, she also had her own band. And the, uh, the her backup band included a pre-fame Sting and Stuart Copeland of the police. This is a fascinating story. Sing- and that'll be available on Monday on rock102.com and wherever you find podcasts. Doesn't it uh, play that funky music? Was no, it- that is uh, Wild, Cherry. Wild Cherry. Oh. This is Cherry Vanilla. That's not her real name, by the way real name is dorothy but that was the name she went with and it's a f- unbelievable story well well before i hear that yes how about you now hear this all right now hear this with bex and nagel on rock 102 oh a new orleans or new orleans how do you say it narlins new, new orleans. orleans new orleans chef who was missing for two weeks and reported dead showed up alive just as a local news uh, station was reporting on his death. Uh, here is Chief Demetrius Scott talking about why he disappeared for so long. I've been around just trying to, you know, take some time for myself. You know what I mean? I, you know, work hard and essentially just needed a, a moment to, to sit down and come down and take a break from work and just everything. You know what I mean? Like, I have family, I have friends, I have community, and I just needed to just sit down in the corner and just think. Everybody thought you were dead. Well, he got better. They were declaring you were dead, and then you just show up at the scene? How creepy would that be? See, that's like the ultimate miracle. I'm surprised somebody didn't go, it's a miracle! He's alive! <laughs> it's like, yeah, but on the other hand, uh, 
kind of cool to observe how they're treating you. Kind of like that Albert Brooks thing in uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he does the uh, the <laughs> when he stages his own wake. Well, he has to. He yeah. has to see what everybody's going to be saying about him. You do that at my wake? <laughs> uh, then you find out he's hoarding all that stuff during the pandemic. Yeah, he was. A, he was a. It was a. Co- what was they called him? Something. It was a COVID hoarder. He was <laughs> a COVID hoarder. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a Florida man has been arrested after threatening and throwing a knife at two people who refused to give him a ride to GameStop. Here is the moment the police caught up with James Colasanti and arrested him. Sheriff's office, put your phone down and come out. Throw that knife in your pocket on the ground. Put the knife in your pocket on the ground. Don't touch whatever's in your pocket. You get that upset over not getting a ride to GameStop because you can't trade in your games? <laughs> My mom, you want to take me? I'm going to... I'm going to stab you instead. <laughs> you, must, you must really want to upgrade your games. Well, I mean, uh, you could get a better gaming system than what you have. Let's say you have like a, like an Atari 2600. You I want understand. to upgrade to, uh, to a Nintendo Entertainment System. But is it so important that you're willing to stab your mom? Well, <laughs> have you ever played the Super Mario Brothers? I Not on the newer systems I, think, I have. I think it's kind of worth it, don't you? Uh, here is a, uh, a Harvard-educated lawyer has gone viral with valuable legal advice to tell your teens. She breaks it down to three very important tips. First, if you do something dumb and get thrown in jail, don't you dare call me and say, Mom, I did something terrible. Those phone calls are recorded. So many people know to keep their mouth shut to the police. But those same people confess everything on the phone to their mom. Really, particularly to their mothers. Nope, just tell me where you are and mom will come. Second, do not keep trauma to yourself. After something bad happens to you, seek physical and emotional care immediately. Foremost for your health, but also because if you choose to pursue any legal remedy later, it's that immediacy of your care that helps with causation and is used as evidence will help you recover physically emotionally and financially in a lawsuit third all kids make bad decisions that's to be expected but remember this dumb saying because it's true the cover-up can be worse than the crime accept the mistake seek professional help come to me but do not and i say do not break more laws because you're covering up the first bad thing this is how people spiral a missed deadline can turn into a forged signature a little day okay. all right, all right, all right. All right. All right. Just stop at your first mistake Oh my God! Oh Yippity yapping! Mom's, oh. mom's badgering me again about causation and the law. Listen, thank thanks for the tips, uh, but I wouldn't choose you as my attorney. Yeah, Mom, you know what? Actually, staying in prison might be more fun. You know that is uh, that is good legal advice. If you get in trouble and you have to make a phone call to somebody, yeah, do not say anything that would implicate your guilt in that. No, you just say, uh, "Pick me up. Yeah. I'm here. I'll explain things later." Listen, I'm uh, I'm being I'm being held. I need to get bailed out. Uh, what's the charge? Uh, I was eating ice cream in a parking lot. No, 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 no. Don't tell me. Uh, talking about the Smith's ice cream guy. Bart's. No, Smice Smice Smice. Ice Cream. Smice, right, yeah. Don't you remember the guy from last week who got arrested out there? That's what I was getting at. Gotcha. I was calling, pretending I was looking for bail. There you go. Well, what were you doing in the parking lot? (laughs) Well, I was listening to... No, 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 don't say anything. (laughs) I was on you you porn and then... No, 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 no. no, Too much information. Don't blast that out in the parking lot. Uh, here is uh, this video making the rounds. A woman on and a train conductor are having some kind of standoff. She's in the window seat on the train. He's standing near the aisle, as the conductor usually would. She's so upset that her screams are somewhat demonic. Don't make me be that 
First, if you do something dumb and get thrown in jail, don't you dare call me and say, Mom. I was going to say, they both yeah. kind of sound kind of the same. I was going to try to play them simultaneously. Is this woman married to anybody? Uh, probably not anymore. Not anymore. No. One no. outburst like that, it's time to start talking to lawyers. Imagine having to deal with that. No. Like you're the train conductor. He's probably like, listen, lady, you don't have the amount of money that you need for the fare. You're going to have to get off at the next stop, or you're going to have to come up with the uh, the 750 for the for the fare. And then she's like, ah! <laughs> and she's spitting pea soup out of her mouth. Oh, yeah. Jesus. You know? That's disgusting. Well, wasn't that what the, the happened in that Exorcist movie? <laughs> yes. And uh, and that's it. That's 757. That's Now Hear This with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Your grilling headquarters. Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As many of you know, the New England Patriots have been busy this week preparing to woo Arizona Cardinals wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins into signing a free agent contract. For the last week or so, there's been a lot of yip-yap about the possibilities about the Patriots landing Hopkins, which would be seen as a gigantic upgrade for the Patriots' offense. Oh, sure, he's been fined on six different occasions for things like unsportsmanlike conduct, uniform violations, and then there was also that time he was suspended for six games last year after testing positive for a performance-hancing substance. But I'm sure that was all a big misunderstanding. Either way, the Patriots want DeAndre Hopkins, and they want him badly. And according to reports, Hopkins is believed to have arrived in Foxborough yesterday and will spend the rest of the day today at Gillette Stadium as well. Now, I don't have any specific information about the itinerary here that the Patriots have put together for this guy. All I know is that there are many who believe that the only way the Patriots get back to being a playoff team in that division is to sign DeAndre Hopkins. My question is... What do you do to convince a guy that Foxborough is the place to be? Well, Ruby Tuesdays opens up at 11 o'clock. Hard to pass up a Patriot free agent contract over those new ribeye quesadillas they're serving. I might also suggest lunch at the Olive Garden or the nearby Cracker Barrel. You know, they do serve breakfast all day. Plus, you can lose yourself by walking around that gift shop for hours. Listen, I don't know if the Patriots have what it takes to attract a high-priced talent like DeAndre Hopkins. But there's enough slop houses, plazas, and car dealerships up and down Route 1 to keep a man busy for days. In both directions. Man, the, uh, the show that man the many joys and wonders of Foxborough and what they have to offer. It'll be nearly impossible for Hopkins to walk away without a lifetime of boundless memories. Who could pass up like going to the Red Robins within walking distance of the stadium or the Five Guys less than half a mile away? It's like Foxborough is a, is a young man's dream come true. I just hope that DeAndre Hopkins can feel that sort of excitement because Foxborough might just be the greatest place in the world. But hey, enough of my yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Two Weber grills on sale right now at Rocky's. The Weber Genesis for $8.99 and the Weber Spirit for $5.69. With either Weber, you get free propane, assembly, and delivery. All the grills, all the grilling gear, plus free fuel, assembly, and delivery. Your grilling destination is at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic.
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 810 and the Rolling Stones at Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Mostly sunny today with a high of 78. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 81. It is 58 right now in downtown Springfield. Oh, I have to uh, tell you what the uh, keyword to cash is. Yes. I yes, nearly forgot. Well, I, just, I wasn't going to let you forget. Yeah, I know you weren't going to let me. But the, uh, the key, it's time for the keyword to cash for $1,000. Today's keyword is the word payroll. Now, that sounds like two words. It's actually one. P-A-Y-R-O-L-L. Payroll. Go to uh, the keyword to cash contest page on rock102.com. Enter the word payroll. P-A-Y-R-O-L-L for your chance to win $1,000. Good luck from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Uh, all right. Talking about, uh, well, I'm reading this article. I read this article a couple days ago, but now is an update on it. An artist from Salem who has been accused of buying and selling stolen body parts had posted on Instagram about having a, quote, real human skull and offering to sell human body parts to the public in a picture with one of her creations from February of 2020. Yeah. Katrina McLean, the bone art doll creating and oddity collecting artist behind Cat's Creepy collect uh, creepy Creations, was named in an indictment against Cedric Lodge, who officials said supplied McLean and others with body parts, according to court documents. The indictment against Lodge, which was filed in U.S. District Court for the Middle District of Pennsylvania, stated the body part stealing scheme started in 2018 and continued until March 7th. Lodge is a 55-year-old Harvard Medical School morgue manager, and officials said he stole dissected portions of cadavers that were donated to the school, such as heads, brains, skin, bones, and more. What about this one that says Abby? Abby Normal. Are you telling me that we have, rather than use the brain of Hans Delbruck, you have used a perfectly good abnormal brain instead? Yes. Uh, anyway, officials stated Lodge allowed McLean and another named in the indictment Pennsylvania man Josh Taylor to enter the morgue and choose the body parts McLean and Taylor wanted or that Lodge would ship them parts by mail. Oh, I'll take, uh, I'll take a femur off that one. Uh, that's a that's a nice-looking toe on that guy. Honey, I'm going to go to the morgue. I'm going to uh, kick some tires and some body parts. Uh, the indictment also named Denise Lodge as a defendant in the case along with Cedric McLean and Taylor and stated that McLean had sold body parts to Pennsylvania man Jeremy Pauley. McLean was vocal about her artwork on social media and especially on Instagram where she routinely sold the baby doll she reworked, according to a comment she responded to on her account. The Salem artist also sold her art at, quote, oddities markets and expos. She said she had two cases at which city consignment and thrift in the city. Additionally, she is the curator of Freaks Antiques Uniques, a pop dark up, a pop up dark art and oddities market located in Salem, according mm-hmm. to her account. McLean often posted before and after images depicting dolls repainted and dressed in various ways, including with dark coloring around their eyes, blood streaked on their bodies, those made to look dead, clown-style makeup, and chilling expressions. She sounds like a great gal. Yeah. Did you see her, uh, this woman's Facebook page? I did. Cat's yeah. Creepy Creations? Yep. If if you were, let's say, okay, that you uh, you found this one on Match.com, mm-hmm. all right, and, and you swiped right on that one, and yep. you said, oh, she seems like a nice girl, and then she brings you to her house mm-hmm. for the very first time. You know, you've, you've never been to her house. I mean, maybe you went on a date. Maybe this is your first date. You don't know that much about her. You go into her house, and you see all these creepy collections all over the house. Mm-hmm. 
Do you talk about a second date or do you run screaming from the premises? In the history of me dating people, yeah, I'd say, hey, what are we going out again? Yeah. Well, okay, that's you. But I think for the average normal dude. I ignore dude, that, that red flag that, you know. See, this to me would be a major red flag because uh, it's it's creepy as hell. Now, I don't know. I, I think this is a, the, the woman uh, is is uh, in this picture, and she doesn't seem to be like, you know, that bad of a looking woman, but it doesn't really matter. Well, it's not about looks. It's about um, the content of your apartment. Yeah. But you don't know that those are body parts. She could just be a creative artist. You know what I mean? Like, you don't yes. know if they're real. Yeah, no, I'm all set. I'm, I'm, I think it's time to start seeing other people immediately. Well, the caption on the clown read, throwback to the set of Hubie Halloween, this doll has been sold. And yes, that is a real human skull. If you're in the market for human bones, hit me up. Even after the FBI searched McLean's home in March, according to multiple reports, McLean continued to post on her Instagram about her re- her reworked dolls and bone art with no apparent signs of issues happening in her personal life. Her most recent post was May 28th. In several other posts, McLean gave insight into who she is as a person. From a March 3rd, 2020 post, McLean said, Meet the maker. I'm Kat. I like to turn regular porcelain dolls in, into nightmare fuel. I started painting horror dolls and back in September of 2018 with an attempt to decorate the store windows at Witch City Thrift. Everyone wanted to buy the dolls, so I began selling them. I have sold over 239 dolls since then. That means 239 people have human bones in yeah, their house. That's right. Now, uh, say what you want, oh, you will about the woman's art. Mm-hmm. I'd like to know a little bit more about Cedric Lodge. You know, the guy who's managing the uh, the morgue at Harvard Medical School. Well, was. Was. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in his spare time as a side hustle, he's selling off body parts from cadavers yeah. that have been donated to science. Well, There's something kind of um, perverse about, like, say, yeah, how do you market something like that? I mean, how do you... Do you put it on Craigslist as an eBay yeah. thing? Well, I don't even know how you let I've people al- know that these things are for sale. I've always wondered that. Um, you know, when you when you have this, like, you know, like the the kidneys and the livers, mm-hmm. and like, like, okay, I understand there's a black market for these things, but how do you get to that? Like, where do you find out about that kind of thing? Well, I don't know, but this guy had brains and skin and bones yeah. and other uh, other things. I mean. Is there a catalog? I mean, is he? Uh, well, can you buy this stuff online? What's the what's the return policy on these things? Uh, I'm not sure, but people in McLean's comment sections were generally supportive of her work. With users commenting, "High uh, heart eye emojis." Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Inquiring about purchasing her pieces, calling the artwork incredible, amazing, and McLean passionate. Yeah, so a passionate yeah. person who likes to rework body parts. Well, but not all of her uh, artwork is all you know, real body parts. Some of them are like just old dolls that have been painted to look real creepy. I get it. Yeah. Well, you can't tell which one's which. True, but you know, at what point do you say, you know what, I'm kind of tired doing this one thing. I wonder what it would be like to paint actual human skulls. Uh, in the indictment, officials allege McLean purchased two human faces for $600 from Lodge in October of 2020. McLean sold Seems somebody. like a steal. Yes. Face off. I got that DVD <laughs> at the $5 bin at Walmart. 
Uh, Jeremy, the, I think you got overcharged. McLean sold some of the human remains of Jeremy Polly of Pennsylvania, officials said. She shipped human skin to Polly so he could tan the skin to create leather, the indictment reads. He sent the tanned human skin back to McLean in Massachusetts around August 15th of 2021. More skin was sent to Polly around uh, September of 2021, according to officials. She confirmed Polly got the skin because she wanted to make sure it got to you, and I don't expect agents at my door, the indictment states. Polly sent McLean about $8,800 through PayPal. And <laughs> Otherwise, it'll affect her sales yeah, uh, yeah. rating on eBay. Yeah, I don't want FBI agents to swarm in my shop. <laughs> in total, the court documents stated tens of thousands of dollars has been transacted between the defendants and Polly throughout the entire operation. This included Taylor sending 39 payments through PayPal, to Denise Lodge to total $37,355 and Polly sending Taylor $40,049.04 through PayPal, court documents stated. What's the four cents for? Is that just the tip? <laughs> Postage. No, that's the extra tip. That's right. the extra skin. Yeah. That's- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what a what a crazy gal and a crazy guy too. And the, the, I think the guy is actually crazier. Well, I think all of them are crazy, even yeah. the guy curating the skin. I mean, honestly, it's like you know, uh, you know, I got all these body parts lying around the the office. I gotta find a way to gotta find a way to get them uh, get them out of here. Otherwise, I'm just like body hoarding. Yeah, like you're just stumbling over somebody's hand or arm <laughs> when you're walking through. It's what a very it? messy workshop in there. What kind of stuff does this guy give away for Christmas gifts? Yeah, you don't you don't want to know. He probably yeah. gives away uh, copies of the movie Seven. Yes, you know, the, the human head with the, the human head in a box. In a box at the end, you know. Hey, this guy must be really good for parties. What are you bringing to the uh, the, the barbecue this summer? Well, I could bring my uh, my three bean salad or that uh, raisin thing with the carrots, or I could bring a yeah. human head. I'm bringing finger foods. <laughs> Nothing but finger foods to the barbecue. He brings the best yeah. stuff. I bring. It's a Jello mold yeah. with a human head inside. Ooh, lady fingers. <laughs> Those are delicious. It's eight thirty, eight twenty with Bax and Nagle and Rock one hundred two. Rock one hundred two, Springfield's classic rock. It's eight twenty seven and Guns and Roses with Bax and Nagle and Rock one hundred two. Sunny today with a high of seventy eight. Tomorrow sunny with a high of eighty one. It's fifty eight right now in downtown Springfield. Should tell you one more time that uh, the big bonk and smoke is a week from. Yesterday, Wednesday, June 21st, tickets are on sale now. It's going to be a great night out. We're on the side of uh, Mount Tom. Your admission includes three premium Drew Estate cigars in the cigar room, too. Good cigars. Uh, an event T-shirt from Gigi uh, Screen Printing and Embroidery. A premium food spread from uh, the log cabin with hors d'oeuvres, dinner, uh, dessert, details, and tickets available at rock102.com. You can also buy them in person at the Cigar Room, too, in Agawam. Cigar smoking is not a safe alternative to cigarettes. you got to be over 21 with a positive ID to enter. It's the Big Bonk and Smoke, June 21st at the Log Cabin, brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements, Aqua Pump, and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Uh, sounds like a damn good time. It's got, it, it sounds like. Always a damn good time. I love the food up there. Yeah, you know, sometimes... Uh, they do that filet where they, you know, with the... With the uh, they got the little sauces at the end. Like that, like that real dark gravy. Yeah. Oh, and then, yeah. And then that heavy mustard, that like stone ground mustard from oh, the turkey. Yeah, that's good oh, stuff, man. Yeah. So good. It is good. I it, can't wait. Yeah. And um, someone showed me what the uh, the shirts look like. Pretty yeah. cool. I like the, the shirt, the shirts this year. Oh, really? Yeah. Kind of like a, kind of like a, like a, like a, a green, kind of like a, like a military green. I like that. 
You like the military? I, I do. I think it's a very sophisticated look for a cigar smoker. I think that would uh, work. Wearing your best T-shirt out upside the mountain? Fantastic. Like you're, what are you, like a Paul Bun- the Paul Bunyan of cigar smokers? Yeah, that's right. Chopping down trees. That's it. That's the way to do it. Smoking stogies. Smoking stogies and stuffing your face inside. Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Nothing like all all of the that the beautiful views off a of side of Mount Tom. News is coming up next to Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News. 832. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rom Hyundai. Go to Gary Rom Hyundai today. Get 0% financing. On select models, here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. You want some good news? Yeah, I want some good news. Do you really want some good news, or are you just saying you want I'm some good news? really just saying I want good news. Cocktails to go are here to stay in the state of Connecticut. Yeah, babies! That's what I'm talking about. All right, but suppose I wanted a drink in Massachusetts. Well, you can take it over the state line. Nobody's going to stop you. Oh, really? Yeah, well, somebody might. Cocktails can stay part of to-go orders in the state as long as they're accompanied by food. So does that include the uh, the big uh, natty daddy tall boy uh, with a Slim Jim from your local 7-Eleven? Yeah, I don't think so. No? I don't think so. It's well, got to come from probably a, like a bona fide restaurant or bar. Probably. Governor Ned Lamont signed House Bill 6448 this week. It made Connecticut the 22nd state to make to-go cocktails permanent. The measure was set to expire in June of 2024. You know, for all the people who poo-poo on the pandemic as it kept us, uh, you know, separated from each other, caused mm-hmm. mental issues, caused all kinds of uh, financial and educational problems for all our children. All those addiction issues. Yeah. You know yeah. what? This is the good that comes out of all this. You know? We're all agreeing that to-go cocktails should be part of every restaurant business. I, I have been staunchly against uh, pandemic poo-pooing for a long, long time. And uh, this is the kind of thing where, you know, it takes a progressive state like Connecticut to see where things really should land. And uh, good for them. What a what a marvelous uh, idea this is. Uh, Connecticut consumers can now enjoy the added convenience of cocktails to go on a permanent basis, said Emily Smith, vice president of the state public policy at Distilled Spirits Council of the United States. That's a very long title. No kidding. I'm the vice president. What's your title? Oh, I'm the vice president of the state public policy at the Distilled Spirits Council of the United States. How you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay, so are there any other restrictions on this? I have to order food. You have to order food with it. Not only do to-go cocktails. What, like, suppose they just, like, uh, like, you know, like the bread for the table. Could I, could I get that, just the bread for the table? I don't think you can do that either. I think you actually have to physically order another item. Like a like a house salad? Yeah, salad, soup. Soup's soup. a meal. Soup's not a meal. The you Crumble crackers in it? Yeah. That's a meal. The new law requires any alcohol to go to be accompanied by a food order. Delivery is allowed by a direct employee of the uh, permittee or a third-party vendor that holds an in-state transporter's permit. Since the beginning of the pandemic, 22, 22 states, including Connecticut the district, and the District of Columbia, have enacted laws to permanently allow cocktails to go. Eleven other uh, enacted laws that allow cocktails to go on a temporary basis. Numerous states are still considering legalization. All right. Riddle me this, okay? Mm-hmm. You, got, uh, you got your cocktails to go, okay? Your... Uh, your- Uber driver, you know, uh, can uh, can pick up your cocktails and your food, you know, uh, what have you. But what kind of restrictions do we have on the uh, on the delivery system of 
cannabis here in Massachusetts. We have lots of restrictions. Uh, see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I could, I could find ways around the system and have someone deliver a, uh, a frosty cold cocktail malt liquor beverage to my house. But I have to have a real uh, bunch of uh, circumstances to get my weed delivered to me. Well, everything should be able to be delivered to your house. I don't see why not. You can deliver medication from CVS. Yeah. They offer that. They do. There's all, And there's always been a mail order service, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, listen, we should get into the cocktail delivery business. I love it. I love that idea. Uh, Actually, you know what would even be better? Rather than having to mix the cocktails in the bar and then bring them all the way to where you are, you know, where the ice is probably going to melt. Yeah. How about we just mix drinks at your driveway? Uh, yeah, we could. We'll call it uh, drinking, uh, drinks and driving. Or uh, yeah, that's how clever. About, how about no UIs? Because you're not gonna get arrested. Because yeah. we're bringing the party to you. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I like that idea. Again, another no billion, U- no million dollar idea. Battery boys and the no OUIs. Yeah, we've kind of or put the, the battery boys thing to, to bed for a while. Or I'm sorry, no UIs, not no OUIs. Right, no, no UIs. Yeah, I like it. I think we're on to something. I mean, you and I could like mix like uh, kamikaze shots in a, in a parking lot or hey, something like you that. You know what? You can pick up the pre-mixed stuff anywhere nowadays. You don't even need to learn how to make that stuff. Well, I mean, I think I think you need to learn a couple of things. You know, it's just a, like a, you know, someone's going to order like an old-fashioned or a martini. I'd want to know how to... Oh, I wanted how to make that you, properly. Boy, you, you don't know how to muddle? Have you ever muddled? Not in a driveway. Yeah, a muddle. You get the that, that muddler thing. Yeah, and right. And then, the, you know, the rocks glass. Yeah, yeah. And then you muddle the, the cherry and the orange in the bottom. And you put a little bitters in there. Okay, well, yeah. you know, I yeah, I could do that. I would need to, you know, you know bone up I, on some mixology, but how tough can that possibly be? I like make sophisticated old man cocktails. <laughs> or have you? That's what my dad, my dad used to do that. Yeah. I'm a riled fashion muddled. <laughs> and then every once in a while, you'd get a young bartender who didn't know what the hell he was talking about. Yeah. And then she'd be like, what? What is muddled? Yeah, this, that's like one of those things you would never hear at a bar anymore. You know, a riled fashion muddled. Like you, I would like a, yeah. give me a highball. Yeah, like no one ever says, uh, like a highball, please. I'll, I'll take a sidecar. Yeah, well, some, yeah. Uh, probably some old guy orders something like that. But, yeah, you're right. You're not going to hear much. Uh, now it's like all dainty things. I'll have a Fruit Loop vodka and soda, please. Uh, my dad would like some slippery nipples, please. Sex on the beach <laughs> for my mom. Honestly. Yeah. Those aren't real cocktails. I mean, a real cocktail is an old it's an old fashioned. Yeah, that, uh, uh, give me. I need a highball. That's what I, I need a Tom Collins. Yeah, Tom. Oh, a Tom Collins. Yeah, right. That guy really cleaned up, huh? Sure did. Tom Collins. Who was that guy anyway? Just a drunk. Well, that's what it is. Well, go, uh, he was the he was the best storyteller down at the Elks Lodge. Is <laughs> Tom Collins? He used to buy rounds for everybody. Yeah. Uh, Burdenston police are investigating an incident uh, on Tuesday where a man was arrested for wearing tactical gear and driving a vehicle similar to a police cruiser. An officer observed a suspicious vehicle around town on Tuesday night that was similar to a police cruiser. That vehicle was stopped, and the driver was allegedly wearing a tactical vest with police-style badge pinned to the front. The man was also armed with a handgun, handcuffs, knives, and other police equipment. The man uh, was arrested, and police are working to hold him until a dangerousness hearing in court. Police say the man is known in New Hampshire for similar incidents and for impersonating a police officer. Burnett's police are reminding the residents to call 911 if they ever see anything unusual in the community. 
Well, it is Bernardston, so yeah, you're probably right. going to see a lot of unusual things. But more than unusual. I mean, the unusual is yeah. what uh, is what they live for in Bernardston. This guy was driving around like a like an old Crown Vic. It's uh, probably from the early 2000s, I would say. One of those cop cars. Mm-hmm. And it's black and white, <clears throat> So it and it has the lights on it. So it does look like an official vehicle if it were to pull up behind you. Again, there's there's a whole line of these douchebags out there that drive cars like this. Maybe not to the extreme of putting on the tactical vest and the fake badge. Yeah. But, uh, you know, driving around like, yeah, well, you know, uh, people slow down when they see my car. Yeah, no, it, there are some people who are living in a, in a nonstop fantasy. Yeah. That they, uh, you know, that for whatever reason, if they had just... That had not been for those meddling kids, you yeah. know, I could, I would have made state. Yeah, you know, it's like, yeah, I could I could have been some. I could have been I could have been a contender. Instead, look at me now, I'm an old man driving around a Crown Vic. Is it is it that uh, you didn't want to put in the work, or is that you just weren't good enough to put in the work? Well, you know, uh, a lot of times, yeah, yeah, you, know, you get to, you get caught up in the uh, in the narrative where you believe that somehow. Somebody stood in your way of fulfilling your dreams. Not anything you've done. Not everything that, that you couldn't possibly bear any responsibility. But if it weren't for that one guy, yeah. and he had a he had a real he had a real uh, stone to grind, I could have been a cop. Could have been a cop. Could have been me. Could have been contender. I could have been somebody important. Instead, look at me. You know, not important at all. Yeah, I'm the kind of person that, uh, you know, I fantasize about, like, being a cop sometimes. Like, if you're driving down the road and you're like, man, wouldn't it be great to be a cop right now and just, like, turn my lights on and mm-hmm. drive through all this traffic or speed or do all these illegal things that uh, you nobody would – you're the cop. Like, nobody's going to catch you for doing the things. But I would never take that fantasy – you know, outside of my head so far where, you know what? I'm going to yeah. buy a car that looks exactly like one of those cop cars. Yeah. I you start morphing into that. I, I kind of agree with you. I think yeah. sometimes fantasies yeah. are best kept there. Yeah. You know, as fantasies, not as, rea- not as fulfilled reality. Everybody has little dreams in their heads. It's of, okay to do that. Of that's, course. That's and then fun. when you finally do, you yeah. know, get that moment where you could fulfill that fantasy and it finally happens and you go... What a waste of time that whole thing was. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, that wasn't anything nearly as good as I thought it would be. I uh, I always uh, I always uh, wanted to be a pretentious douchebag. That's why I bought a Peloton. <laughs> I wanted to tell everybody that I bought one. Hey, I guess what? Yeah. I ride a Peloton. Well, the good yeah. news is at least you're not pretentious. No, at least I'm not telling anybody I ride one. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't want to let that information it's a great way to stay leak in out. No, it's a great way to stay in shape, too. <laughs> Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 78. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 81. It is 58 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Did you know that less... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 849 and Foreigner. Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it is going to be sunny today with a high of 79. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 81. It is 65 right now in downtown Springfield. Tom Bergeron is the principal trumpet of the Springfield Symphony and uh, music director at Deerfield Academy. There's a really cool event coming up this Saturday at Mount Holyoke College, uh, the amphitheater in uh, in South Hadley. And uh, Tom is on the phone with us to talk about it. Good morning, Tom. How are you? Hi, Steve. How are you? 
Uh, Very that, good. Well, that was actually Bax. I'm Steve. There's, there's. Oh, hey, Bax. I know. There's <laughs> two of us. It's okay. Yeah, sometimes you can't uh, tell the difference between the two morons that sound exactly the same. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, Tom, tell us a little bit about the Pioneer Valley Community Band Festival and how this came to be. Yeah, well, it started um, with uh, Ira Brzezinski, who's a great arts patron um, here in Western Massachusetts. He had this idea to bring together a bunch of local community bands, the Florence Community Band, South Hadley Community Band, and Amherst Community Bands, um, to form one large community band. Um, and it sort of grew from there to be an open call uh, festival a community band from for any musicians in Western Mass who, who wanted to join. Um, and we now have over 120 musicians sign up. Wow. Uh, and people are still signing up to play. Um, and, uh, so we're just going to, we're going to play a concert, a giant concert, uh, with a giant concert band. Um, we had our rehearsal last night and we're going to have another rehearsal on Saturday morning. Um, yeah. And the concert's at 3 PM on Saturday afternoon. Well, I was going to say, how does that rehearsal thing work? If, if people are like signing up at the last minute, can they, they can just join the band on the last day? Yeah. Well, yeah, well, we, we had, uh, we had most people at the rehearsal last night, but, um, you know, it's, it's a community kind of vibe, so um, it's sort of open call, and we're playing a lot of music that, uh, if you've played in community bands before, you might know a lot of this music, some traditional marches, also some uh, great American songbook uh, items from Duke Ellington, Ray Charles, George Gershwin, Henry Mancini, wow. uh, some Billie Eilish, um, uh, the composer Pinar Toprak, who uh, she wrote the music for Captain Marvel and the video game Fortnite. Um, so there's a lot of music that people might already kind of be familiar with. Um, and these musicians are, you know, they're community musicians um, who are passionate about music, not necessarily professional musicians, but really skilled musicians. Most of them are music educators in the area. Um, and so everyone is really skilled at reading music, too. So everyone can kind of show up, uh, have the music on their stand, um, and we kind of put it all together in just a couple rehearsals. Wow. Um, and I got to tell you, the rehearsal last night, the band sounds fantastic. You know, I, I think this is so cool the way you're you're doing this, and 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 anybody who's ever played in like a school band kind of knows the score here about you know what you're supposed to do and what it's all about. But mm-hmm. I'm on the I'm on the sign up form on online. You know, if you're a musician and you wanted to perform, you know, the list of, you know, what instruments do you play? <laughs> you know, there's, you know, you know, sax and, you know, clarinet and flute. And then, and then you got the, uh, the euphonium players. And I got to believe there's a lot of dudes in Western Mass with a double bell euphonium just saying, I got to get in, in on this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Men and women. <laughs> and we have a lot. We have, I think, seven tubas signed up and at least six euphoniums, 20 trumpets. Uh, I think 17 clarinets, 20 flutes. Um, so it's really a wind orchestra yeah. um, right now. And yeah, and for a, like you said, for a lot of these instruments, um, you know, this is a really unique opportunity um, to play together with a large group uh, of really, really passionate musicians. Well, let me let me ask you at the rehearsal. I mean, I know you're, they're all pro- most mo- most of them are, are professional musicians, but when you all get together and start playing for the first time, does it sound like? You know, Robert Preston playing with the kids in the Music Man on the first day where la di da di da, you know. <laughs> well, you know, like I said, yeah, these are these are I mean, there's a there is a wide range of ages and, and experience levels. Um, but most of these people have played in bands not necessarily this large, but bands like this and, and in this kind of setting before. We rehearsed in the UMass marching band rehearsal space. Um, so it's a beautiful room with a great acoustic. And, you know, those we, we kind of warm up together before we start diving into music with some simple sort of tuning exercises and scales. And 
kind of build our sound. Um, and man, those first 10 minutes were just, everyone had goosebumps as the sound wow. kind of like developed. And, you know, we listened to each other and, and kind of build, um, you know, build that group uh, sound. And so, yeah, it's, it's really something special. Yeah, it, it sounds like it's, it's got to be an absolute blast to kind of build this thing up from like, you know, the very beginning of your first rehearsal and by, you know, Saturday when you're all set and ready to go, it's got to, you know, with that many people and that many instruments, I mean, I realize you've been in, in symphonies for you know, a good long time, but, you know, these are mostly just, you know, everyday people on the street. I think that's, it just sounds like it's, it's so much fun. Yeah, and, you know, the difference there is I think everyone is showing up because they, you know, it's, it's not, it's not, they're not showing up because it's their job. Uh, they're showing up because they want to play music. Um, you know, and so if there's this, there's this like, I mean, there, there's a great energy always in Symphony Hall, of course, um, but there's like, it's just like a different kind of energy when everyone's there, um, you know, for just like different reasons. It's, it's, it's like, it's about the joy, it's about the community, it's about the connection with other people, and ultimately it's, it's just about the passion for the art form of music making. This is uh, Thomas Bergeron. The, uh, the Pioneer Valley Community Band Festival is on Saturday the 17th at the Mount Holyoke College amphitheater in south hadley thomas if someone wanted to buy tickets or, or to get involved what should they do well um it's free to attend and i just want to uh just point out uh, very important we, we because of the thunderstorms in the forecast on saturday we've actually just decided to move the event to the south hadley high school auditorium so it's yeah. no longer at mount holyoke college in the amphitheater because um, it looks like a really strong possibility for thunderstorms so we'll be in the south hadley high school auditorium at 3 p.m. free to attend no tickets required anyone can show up um, and we're happy to have more people playing too if anyone is, is listening and wants to uh, sign up to play we can get you the music um, you can find me on facebook or find the festival on facebook the pioneer valley uh, community band festival is what you'd look up it sounds awesome tom we appreciate the time best of luck on saturday thanks so much great talking to you Thank you, you bet you. it's uh, 857 Bye-bye. with bax and nagel on rock 102